But uh, the um, depending on your on your print, Madari Jasalikin, uh, there are there are various prints. So you could, if you just look under Faslul Khauf Yuthmirul Wara, whichever whichever print you have, the section concerning Al Khauf Yuthmirul Wara, Al Wara, Afwan Al Wara. Uh, question: Any guidelines concerning that, or when rift is required and shidda is required? The origin in relation to the da'wah, of course, is that one gives da'wah based upon and using rift. That is the asal and the origin. Uh, and the Prophet as he mentioned to Aisha, when the individual he passed, the individual from among the Yahud passed by. Uh, the Messenger وسلم, and said, Assamu alaykum. And the Prophet وسلم, said, Wa alaykum. Assamu, Assam, meaning poison and death be upon you. And so the Prophet وسلم, said, Wa alaykum. And so Aisha radiallahu anha, she said, Wa alaykum, Assamu, Wallahnatu, Wallahab. Ya ikhwata al-qiradata wal-khanazir. She said, And to you is Sam, and curse and anger of Allah, brothers of pigs and monkeys. So the Prophet said, Ya Aisha, Inna rifq. He said that indeed, rifq does not enter into anything illa zana. وَلَا تُنْزِعُ عَنْ شَيْءٍ إِلَّا شَانَ That rift does not enter into something except that it beautifies it. And it's not removed from something except that it makes it ugly. Uh, the origin therefore is that the da'wah is based upon rift. The da'wah of the Prophet was a da'wah that was built and, and based upon rift. Yani good sermon that one addresses the individual that he's speaking to uh, with gentle, yani clement speech that he is patient with him or her and he gives the da'wah uh, based upon the principles that the Prophet ﷺ laid down and that Allah Azzawajal has laid down in his book Ud'u ila sabili rabbika bil hikmati wal mawidatil hasana wajadilhum billatihi ahsan call to the path of your Lord with hikmah, with wisdom uh, and with good sermon and argue with them in a way that is better that is not argue with them using the same uslub that they use with you you know so you have an individual in Hyde Park mathalan, screaming and shouting at the top of his voice and you don't scream and shout back at him or louder than him just to, just, to, just so you can be heard no, you let him scream and shout let him finish and then speak let, let the people see that your khuluq and your address and your manner is better, it is arfa, it is more noble than this these rabble than this than this yani this this is this bad mannered individual who tries to get his message across. The origin is rift. Similarly, Shaykh Nusaymin uh, he mentions in relation to the affair of giving da'wah that a person must have knowledge in relation to giving da'wah of three things. 
Number one, knowledge of al-mad'u. Knowledge of the people that you're giving da'wah to. Uh, the Prophet ﷺ, when he sent Mu'adh ibn Jabal to Yemen alongside Abu Musa al-Ash'ari, he said that indeed you are going to come to a people from the people of the book. So he informed them, uh, You're coming to a people of the book. He informed them of their state. Secondly, that you are acquainted with what it is you're calling to. That is, you're acquainted with the deen of Allah Azawajal. As uh, Imam Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahhabi mentioned, وَمَا عَرِفَةُ دِينِ الْإِسْلَامِ بِالْأَدِلَّةِ That you're acquainted with the deen of Allah Azawajal with its evidences. And thirdly, the method and the manner of giving da'wah. And that method and manner, of course, is taken from the method and the, pro- and the, and the manner of the Prophet Sallallahu when he gave da'wah. One of the reasons, though, the people of knowledge mentioned, the Prophet ﷺ acquainted him with who he was calling to or who he was going to was in order to tweak his da'wah to be relevant to them. Since there are people from the people of the book, then there are certain verses that we're going to look at. There are certain topics that are going to be discussed. Uh, Isa ibn Maryam, مثلاً, is, is going to be one of them. Uh, and... Similarly, that a person is acquainted with the nature of those people, if possible, which is better and best. The Prophet ﷺ, when he was young, he grew among Ahl Badia, and he grew among Banu Sa'd, uh, uh, and he was uh, suckled by a woman from uh, Banu Sa'd. Uh, from them were the the Bedouin. From them there was the Bedouin. Yani who were known to be coarse in nature and it is by way of the knowledge of the Prophet ﷺ of the Badu that he was able to deal with those who were from the Arab among those who approached him and so when that individual approached him on an occasion and some riwayat indicate that it was Aqra ibn Habis who was from the Badia and he was from the Arab uh, that he came to the Prophet ﷺ, when the Prophet ﷺ was addressing one of his companions, he grabbed his cloak, pulled it hard, and spun the messenger ﷺ. And he using his cloak, spun him around, and said, "Ya Muhammad, He said, "Muhammad, give me from the money that Allah, the money of Allah that you have with you. Give me something from the money of Allah that you have with you." The narrator mentions he could see the mark in the shoulder of the messenger of Allah that his cloak had made. And of course the companions, are based on anger, many of them set for him. And they were about to set upon him. But the Prophet ﷺ stopped them and he said, give him murhu. Give him something from the zakah. And he smiled uh, with the man. And he smiled as if to say to Bedouin, you know, you know. He smiled. And that was based upon his knowledge of those people. Someone else who is not acquainted with them may not necessarily understand that that's just how they are. And they may not necessarily mean harm. By nature, they're coarse. And so it may be that his raised voice, for example, in speaking loud, that is just how they are. And if you know them, then you won't be affected by it. You won't get offended by it. Because that's just, that's just how they are. We know them. And so to have knowledge of, of people, of certain individuals, Ikhwan, aids in uh, manifesting the rifq of the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, 
Uh, and that, without doubt, Ikhwan, differs from people to people and place to place. Uh, and so we have the rif that is benefited from the sunnah, and then rif that is employed based upon one's knowledge of a particular people and their taqalid and their adat. Uh, as far as the affair of shidda, then na'am, there are certain times when shidda, particularly in, re- in relation to the affairs of the nahi anil munkar, the prohibition against evil, there are times when shidda uh, yani is a, a, ne- a necessity. And thus we find that the companions from them, as the messengers employed shidda with Ka'b ibn Malik, when he was boycotted for 40 days and then an extra 10 days based upon him refraining from the battle of Tabuk and the boycott Ikhwan was harsh upon him it was, di- it was difficult for him it caused him to shed tears Ka'b ibn Malik one of the companions of the messenger of Allah the companions they turned away from him for 40 days and an additional 10 yani that didn't address him they didn't give him salam. He said, I would enter the masjid of the Messenger of Allah and I would give salam to the Messenger of Allah. And wallahi, I did not know if the Messenger's lips moved replying to my salam. And if you read the story, Ikhwan, wallahi is a story that will make you cry. Read the story, Ikhwan. If you have Riyal Salihin, he's present in Riyal Salihin. It is a story. If you read it and reflect upon what happened, it will make you cry. And this is something from Shidda, Ikhwamut. This was what was legislated by Allah in relation to his affair. And that was beneficial to him. That was beneficial to him, without any doubt. And so Shidda, Ikhwan, uh, is something that is considered... Uh, a method from the methods of enjoining the good, from the method of particularly forbidding the evil uh, in relation to certain individuals. The shidda, for example, of the salaf of this ummah with the people of innovation and bid'ah was a method, ikhwan, of uh, number one, giving da'wah, a method of protection. It wasn't only, as some of the people uh, have wrongly suggested, ikhwan and ahl al-ilm have spoken against certain individuals like Ibrahim al-Ruhayli. Uh, concerning this particular affair that he restricts the affair of Hajar strictly and only to when Hajar is of benefit to the person who's being boycotted. That is not necessarily the case since Hajar has been legislated not only because of benefiting a particular individual but likewise to protect oneself what is known as Al-Hajar Al-Wiqai the protective Hajar the Salaf of this Ummah not only carried out Hajar because of the individual that was being boycotted, but likewise to protect themselves. And so, uh, the affair of Shidda and harshness, for example, with the people of innovation, is utilized with a particular type of Mubtadiyah. A particular type of Mubtadiyah. If the individual is Jahil and actually doesn't know anything, as occurs with some of the people that we come across here, that actually he's born, bred, raised Naqshbandi. Born, bred, raised Brailwi. The whole of his life. Never come across a sunnah, actually, ever. The only thing that he knows to be deen is Brailwiya. Jahil, ma'arif shay. 
someone like that, then we take him by the hand, we sit him down, we explain to him, we teach him, we educate him. And he wouldn't employ Hajar with someone who is Jahil. But then there's the, the, the individual who is, who is acquainted with the Sunnah, familiar, knows some of your arguments, in fact, and has counter arguments and so on. The one who is obstinate, then there is no doubt, Ikhwan, that the obstinate in individual, Al Hajar, boycotting, is legislated uh, for that individual. And it is not, one does not look towards uh, either the number of the people of innovation and the number of the people of Sunnah. We hear likewise another argument that uh, if the people of Sunnah outnumber the people, uh, sorry, if the people of innovation outnumber the people of Sunnah, then Hajar is not legislated. That again is, is false, that is not correct. And the people of Sunnah, the legislation of the boycott is something that is legislated by Allah Azza wa Jal. It is not something legislated, it is something brought about by some latter-day scholar. It is legislated by Allah and by His Messenger, that it has been revealed to you in the book that when you hear the verses of Allah being ridiculed and being mocked that you do not sit with them until they enter into other speech Imam Shawkani, Imam Al-Qurtubi have all mentioned that this is a reference or this indicates the hajar of the people of, of innovation and so there are times when shidda is employed there are times when uh, uh, harshness is legislated and we say legislated ikhwan, as far as our sharia is concerned it is not something ikhwan, that uh, the harsh people of sunnah just do because they're bad mannered La. it is something legislated by Allah and that is something that needs to be understood. But the origin in relation to our da'wah, the asal and the origin is rifq, is clemency, is good sermon, good speech, and good address. Allahu ta'ala This question is a mushkila. Is, is it permissible for a sister to attend a female-only gym due to becoming unhealthy after the recent birth of a child? Uh, we put the question to more than one of the people of knowledge, and we have had differing answers, differing responses. From them are those who say that la. And if she does not attend uh, a female gym, if she wishes to work out, then she does so at home. With us. And from the models who permit it, with the manifestation of certain, uh, certain principles, that is that, number one, she is correctly covered, and those who are present are correctly covered. Because it is not only uh, legislated for her to cover her aura correctly in front of women, other women, and what is most correct is that what may be seen are the places of beautification, the places on the body that accept beautification. Uh, uh, the, the ayah, وَلَا يُبْدِينَ زِينَةَهُنْ 
that they do not display or they should not display their beauty indicates that the places of beautification are permissible to be seen by another Muslim woman. And so that is a reference, mathalan, to uh, the leg from the shin downwards, mathalan, to the hair, the head, the whole of the head, including the hair, uh, the upper part of the chest, the arms, and these are the places that are beautified and thus the places that it is permissible for her to show to another Muslim woman. Uh, the problem is not just her covering herself correctly, but she may not likewise see the awrat of other women. And so what should be looked towards them is are the awrat of other women manifest within that place? If they are, then that is a problem. And that is one of, another one of the issues that relate to the affair of female gyms. So if it is that there is a gym, mathalan, that one of the brothers has established and he lays on certain conditions, uh, or a sister has, uh, has a part of and they lay down certain conditions for women who attend, and that they are correctly covered and correctly dressed, then yani, there wouldn't be a, any issue with that, with the permission of their husbands. Wallahu ta'ala. Uh, of course there shouldn't be any CCTV uh, cameras ikhwan, that that someone can sit down and, 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 and observe and watch yani, that's a, that's a, that's a, this is another issue and perhaps it is these factors that have made from the people of knowledge who have prohibited it uh, like uh, Sheikh Abdullah Al-Ghudiyan uh, perhaps it's these factors that Yani, that led to them holding the position that they've held. Wallahu ta'ala. The statement of Prophet Sallam وَاسْتَعِينُوا بِالْغُدْوَةِ وَالْرَوْحَ وَشَيْءٍ مِنَ الدُّلْجَةِ The statement وَاسْتَعِينُوا the origin in relation to this hadith that is istainu ala qada'i hawa'ijikum yani seek the aid of carrying out your affairs and fulfilling your affairs by setting out in the earliest part of the day number one or by setting out towards midday number two which is second best and something from setting out by night the origin is that the night is for rest but it may well be that the fulfillment of some of your affairs cannot be done except by night. Maybe Mathalan that a man works as a security guard, uh, works nights, then the fulfillment of his wrist and his affairs in this affair, as long as it is halal, then this is shaitan min dulja Now, uh, just as the Prophet likewise mentioned, that is. Upon the most correct statement, Hassan, استعينوا على قضاء حوائجكم بالكتمان فإن كل ذي نعمة محسود. Seek aid in taking care of your affairs by kitman, by keeping them quiet. Because indeed, behind every possessor or every possessor of an of a ni'mah, of a blessing, is envied. So the 
the statement استعينوا يعني استعينوا على قضاء حوائجكم by setting out in the earliest part of the day in, towards midday and something from setting out by night uh, and as the Prophet ﷺ, he mentioned that this ummah has been blessed in fi bukurihim fi bukurihim and in another hadith fi sahrihim fi sahrihim uh, the one narration mentions that the ummah has been blessed by them setting out early and he's setting out early to take care of their affairs and uh, another narration mentions that which is related to the time of sahr that it is a blessed time time of sahr is the time just before salatul, salatul uh, al-fajr the time before salatul fajr is known as the waqt or the time of sahr there is barakah in that time uh, ordinarily though that time is used for dua and supplication and what have you prior to uqiyam uh, al prior to salatul fajr as far as setting out though then setting out ikhwan is best done and the barakah is by doing so in the earliest part of the day One is after the fact and one is before. <laughs> so there's no contradiction between the two. Uh, brothers, asking how do we balance between the verses that speak of uh, announcing the blessings of Allah and this hadith that mentions hiding yani, the, the blessings. The hadith speaks about that which is before the, before the fact. Yani, while you're setting out, embarking upon seeking the blessings. And while you're embarking upon trying to acquire the blessings, keep them quiet. Keep it quiet. While after you have obtained them, it's worked out, then, alhamdulillah, we proclaim it. Now, we've got the R right. <laughs> oh, business, mathalan. So you're, so you're in the middle of mathalan, you're, you're you're, you're embarking upon uh, setting out to strike a, a humongous business deal. If you get this contract, halas. Yeah, they don't tell people about the, the, the sitting and the meeting and who you're sitting with and why and what's going to happen if it works out. Yeah, keep it quiet. When it works out, yeah, as the blessings of your Lord proclaim and likewise the Prophet mentioned that uh, that uh, Allah Azza wa Jal if he gives his servant a ni'mah فَلْيُرَى أَثَرَ نِعْمَةِ اللَّهِ عَلَيْهِ then let the effect of the blessing of Allah Azza wa Jal be seen upon him so one is before the fact and one is after the fact <clears throat> as far as seeking advice and it is sought of course, from those who uh, are, I mean, you know, in relation to keeping it quiet, it doesn't necessitate that it is, there is no one that knows. Any, but generally, that you keep the affair concealed as much as possible. As far as making shura and mushawara, 
then na'am, those individuals who are uh, acquainted with such and such an affair, then one consults with them before embarking upon the affair. That is a part of what Allah has commanded us. So, mathalan, uh, one is about to enter into a business deal. It is, let's say, a carpet business. There's a brother that's been in the carpet trade for the last 28 years. So here, we're in different cities, so it's not, there's, no, <laughs> there's no conflict of interest. So here, you, you <laughs> because you may, well, if you're the same city, then nah, I, don't, I wouldn't bother with it. It's no good, yaki. <laughs> but here, there's no conflict of interest. He's a good advisor. He will be a brother will give you good advice. Then you say, listen, between me and you, uh, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm uh, thinking of doing such and such. What do you advise? And then he'll tell you and give you advice. And that is a part of what Allah has commanded. mentions. Pardon them, pardon them, seek forgiveness for them. And consult with them in your affairs. And then when you have firm resolve, then rely upon Allah, as Ahl al mentioned. Tawakkal ala Allah, that is, with istikhara. And so here in this verse we have the affair of making mushawara before, and yani seeking uh, advice and consultation before finally making istikhara upon an affair. Because the istikhara requires that you've already made a choice. Allahumma in kunta ta'lam anna hadha al-amr wa tadhkur amrak you must have already made a choice when you make istikhara which is a big mistake that many of the people make that they make they say either this or this in the istikhara la you you come to a conclusion and then you ask Allah azza wa jal to either make it if it is blessed if it is beneficial for you huh, that Allah azza wa jal give you barakah in it uh, make it easy for you thumma barik li fi and so the affair must have already been selected and chosen at the time of making istikhara. You coming to that choice, part of that would have been consultation. It may be that you come to that choice though without consulting anyone. Any with just some good, strong, calculated risk. And then you make istikhara. Sheikh bin Uthaymin mentions that that is likewise legislated without making mushawara with anyone. Since the Prophet ﷺ mentioned, as occurs in the hadith, uh, that if you have, or if you are concerned about a particular affair that you wish to carry out, then let him make two raka'ah from that which is not compulsory prayer, and then let him say, Allahumma astakhiruka bi'ilmik ila akhiri ad-du'a and so here the Prophet in this hadith he didn't mention anything about consult with the people and then make the du'a and he didn't make istikhara he said if you have or if you're concerned about an affair then you should pray raka'atayn min ghayri faridha and then make the du'a of istikhara and so the text would indicate that one embarks upon the affair without 
consulting with anyone. And so with some affairs you may consult, with some you may leave consultation completely and rely upon Allah. try when it comes to family members you can never give up on family members try and try and try again keep working on them Ikhwan. keep giving them dawah and if it is that yani, they have a problem listening to you then perhaps you you can use some other method leave leaflets in the house or yani, put a lecture on loud <laughs> leave it playing use other methods other than yani, direct, a direct approach sometimes that doesn't work or that you bring someone to the house that the family may respect uh, to give the family that or sometimes they'll accept it from someone other than you especially if you're the youngest yani, it occurs you're the youngest you've always been you know, nobody ever really considers what you've got to say you've always been a bit different as well so you know, it may not be accepted from you. You bring somebody else, and mashallah, yani, this guy's illuminated the whole house, saying exactly the same thing that you've been saying. <laughs> so that, that is sometimes how the affair works. If it, if it is uh, the case that they are staunch, then don't give up hope in them, inshallah. Work on them, work on them, be patient. This is Ibrahim, alayhi salatu salam, was patient with his father, worked on his father. Uh, and the companions alayhim, Abu Hurairah anhu, patient with his mother be patient with your family members work on them ikhwan. if it is that they don't listen give them a period, come back to them leave it, yani don't uh, kill them every single day yani with da'wah if it is that they are clearly, they've clearly had enough of hearing, hearing from you, leave it for a while readdress it, re uh, revisit the affair at a later date. Use different methods. Yani use wisdom, inshallah, in conveying the sunnah. Um, <laughs> the unmarried Jew. Uh, no doubt, Allah Azza wa Jal. I mean, there are numerous, uh, of course, verses and ayat in the book of Allah Azza wa Jal that, uh, but if you want something specific to marriage, because of the, you mentioned in marriage, uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to link the, 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 the marriage issue to the question. If the marriage issue, if what you mean by verses related to marriage, yeah, if, sorry, if, if what you mean by verses, verses related to marriage specifically? I'm talking about about right, 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 right. I'll see, I see, I see. No. No doubt. Uh, no, I mean, desire isn't a sickness necessarily. Yani, the, the, the natural desire that Allah has placed within uh, the men and the women for marriage, uh, 
and for the opposite sex. And that's something that is natural within each and every one of them. Prophet mentioned, Ya Ma'ashar al-Shabaab, as occurred in the hadith of Hakim ibn Hizam, Ya Ma'ashar al-Shabaab, man istata'a minkum al-ba'a fal yatazawwaj, fa innahu aghaddu lil-basar wa ahsanu lil-farj. Uh, whoever from among you is able to marry then let him do so for it is better with the, for the lowering of the gaze and the protection of the private parts uh, there are verses then that have a relevance and you know whoever whomsoever is not able to marry then let him lower uh, then let him fast for indeed it has in, it, it is a protection for him and Allah Azza wa Jalla there are verses that are relevant to the hadith استعينوا بالصبر والصلاة as Allah Azza wa Jal has mentioned seek the aid of sabr and salah seek the aid of patience and salah and the messenger sallam, never uh, did he have an affair that concerned him except that he uh, he uh, he hastened to the performance of salah messenger والسلام, would resort to salah ikhwan, with all of the affairs that used to concern him and would bother him or would were considered calamities or trials or afflictions for him that is something that we benefit from here the Prophet ﷺ likewise mentioned فَإِنَّهُ أَغَدُّ لِلْبَصَرِ فَإِنَّهُ أَغَدُّ لِلْبَصَرِ for indeed it is better with the lowering of the gaze or for the lowering of the gaze know that from the verses of Allah جل, those verses that will aid us with the lowering of the gaze at the statement of Allah Azza wa Jal, يَعْلَمُ خَائِنَةُ الْأَعْيُنِ وَمَا تُخْفِ الصُّدُورِ That Allah Azza wa Jal knows the خَائِنَةُ الْأَعْيُنِ He knows the treacherous eye. Or he's familiar and he's, he has knowledge and is acquainted with the treacherous eye. Ibn Abbas رضي الله عنهما, he mentioned that that treacherous eye is the eye of an individual who is in the house of another and when the door is ajar and the family members pass, he sneaks a peek. And as they walk past, as they walk past the gap in the door, and he takes a takes a quick peep. Allah Azza wa mentions, "Ya'lamu khainatul a'yun." He's familiar even with the khainatul a'yun, even with that treacherous glance that one takes. And what is hidden within the breast? One reflects upon that then. Uh, he knows the Prophet mentioning that it will aid with the lowering of the gaze that we understand therefore that being acquainted with the knowledge of Allah concerning these subtle affairs will similarly aid us uh, in relation to lowering the gaze and likewise the Prophet in the hadith he mentions وَأَحْسَنُ لِلْفَرَجَ بَتَّ with the protection of the private parts that we reflect upon that which Allah Azza wa Jal has mentioned concerning some of the noble prophets and messengers and some of the, the noble women from them the statement concerning Maryam alayha salam allati ahsanat farjaha the one who Allah Azza wa Jal mentions concerning her that we preserved we protected her private part or the one who protected her private parts the one who protected her private parts and the scholars of tafsir they mention concerning that that she protected her private parts min al halali wal haram and her private parts were protected min al halali wal haram not only did she protect, preserve and protect her private parts
from haram but even from halal that is that she didn't marry and of course that goes without saying that we don't believe therefore that she had a husband whose name was Joseph that is not the belief of Ahl-Sunnah rather Maryam alayhi salam she protected and preserved her private parts even from that which was halal and so that is a beautiful example for us of sabr and patience and perseverance uh, and so uh, the affair of sabr and patience there are numerous verses and there are numerous ayat like that which is related مثلاً, to the dua since the one who is seeking to get married he supplicates in- inevitably that Allah bless him with a good wife or that Allah bless her with a good husband and sometimes time passes and time ticks and nothing seems to be happening and nobody seems to be coming along uh, one can become despondent but of course, uh, the Prophet ﷺ, he said, yani, each and every one of you will have his dua responded to, ma lam yasta'ajil. Uh, and so one of the companions said, what is this isti'ajal? That he will have his dua responded to as long as he's not hasty. So it was said, what is this hastiness? He, the Prophet ﷺ responded by saying, it is that he says, da'outu wa da'outu wa da'outu wa lam yastajabli. He says, I've made dua and I've made dua and, not, and I have not been responded to. When we look at the book of Allah Azza wa Jal, we see, an, we see a beautiful example. Ikhwan in Zakariya, Allah Azza wa Jal mentions that Allah yani, pres- ordained that he wouldn't have children. And he made dua when he saw Maryam alayha salam receiving food that was not in season. When he entered upon her and he found rizqa, he found with her rizq, he found with her sustenance. The scholars of Tafsir they mentioned that she had with her food of the winter in the summer months, and food that would only bear in summer in the winter. For that reason, Zakaria said to her, to Maryam, Where have you gotten this from? Any figs out of season, dates out of season. Where have you gotten this from? And of course, they didn't have Asda, and they didn't have Tesco, and Morrison's, and it was either in season or it wasn't. So she has fruit out of season. Where have you gotten this from? Qalat huwa min indillah. Yani, من المتوكلين على الله it's from Allah عز وجل يعني سهل إن الله يرزق من يشاء بغير حساب Allah blesses and grants his wrist without measure to whomsoever he wills so when Zakaria heard that Allah عز وجل mentions هنالك دعا زكريا ربا then Zakaria made dua to his Lord it happened to her خلاص هنالك دعا زكريا ربا قال رب هب لي من لدنك ذرية طيبة إنك سميع الدعاء. Then he called upon his Lord, saying, Oh Allah, give me ذرية طيبة. He had no children. إنك سميع الدعاء. He was getting old. فنادته الملائكة وهو قائم يصلي في المهراب أن الله يبشرك بيحيى مصدقا بكلمة من الله وسيدا وحصورا ونبيا من الصالحين. He said, so he made dua in his, while he was praying in his mihrab, and then the malaika came and said, 
that indeed we give you glad tidings of, of Yahya. Musaddiqan bi kalimatin min Allah who will bear witness to the kalima from Allah yani to that which Isa will come with. Wasayyid, sayyidan wa hasura. A sayyid and hasur, one who was chast and guarded his modesty. Relevant to the question. Wa nabiyyan min as-salihin. And a nabi from the righteous anbiya. What did uh, Zakaria respond? Qala ya Rabbi. Qala. Rabbi anna li waladun. Wa qad balagani al-kibar wa amra'ati aqir. Qala kadhalika Allahu yakhluku ma yasha'a. يفعل ما يشاء قال رب اجعل لي آية قال آيتك أن لا تكلم الناس ثلاثة أيام إلا رمزا واذكر ربك كثيرا وسبح بالعشي والإبكار He said How will I have a child when I have reached old age وامرأتي عاقر and my wife is barren he said, that is Allah, he does what he pleases. He said, oh Allah, make for me a sign. He said, your sign shall be that you shall not address the people for three days except by way of signs. He was unable to speak. It was a sign that Allah was going to bless him with Yahya, with this miracle. And for three days he couldn't speak. And the question that one may rate, one may ask is, here is a Nabi min al-Anbiya. He makes dua to Allah, oh Allah, bless me with a child. Angel comes and says, you're going to be blessed with a child. He said, how am I going to have a child? After you just made dua for a child. And it would appear ajib. Scholars of Tafsir, they mentioned that Zakaria, when he made dua for the child, he was 60. When the response came with the, for, for the dua, he was 90. So when Allah Azza wa responded with And it wasn't immediately It was 30 years later so Allah Azza wa chose to respond to his dua at that time And so It sometimes may occur that a person makes dua He supplicates to Allah He supplicates to Allah And he feels like SubhanAllah I'm supplicating And, and it's been three weeks <laughs> if you have supplicated something like nothing's happening I was only going to supplicate something happened it's going to occur Allah from his wisdom and from his hikmah is that he legislates for you when it is right for you when it is best for you not when you desire Ya Abdullah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wa fikna wa iyaakum lima yuhibbuhu wa yardah wa sallallahu wa sallam wa barak ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa akhir da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alam